Welcome to On the Up and Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForgia, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. Welcome to this very special pop-up episode of On the Up and Up. It is not my normal recording time. It's not my normal release date. It's not our normal editing process. Nothing's normal about this episode, and I think that's fitting for the topic. So if you don't already know, Paradigm, my company that On the Up and Up supports, is a primarily built for entrepreneurs starting businesses that require teams. So sometimes that means moving from freelance to a business model. Sometimes that means um, having a well-fleshed-out company that you are working on expanding, and we help with the strategy behind expanding businesses and Um, Our special sauce is HR and team development and management. So basically, this episode is a anonymous question that we have a form set up in our community um, where so that our group program can remain affordable for teams that don't need an in-house HR person, but can still talk about vulnerable topics or get questions to answers among a group of their peers that they may not feel super comfortable kind of being super blunt with. And the really cool thing about Set to Scale is that while my team and I might know some of the little things going on behind the scenes in business, our community is is very open with sharing. But there is a line where it's not something that you want other business owners that could be potential clients or peers to hear you struggling with. But we still want it to be a place that you can go to because the things you struggle in business directly affect your teams. So by submitting this anonymous question form, it's kind of like the way that we recommend having an anonymous reporting or anonymous question form within the culture of your company so that people can bring concerns to you without necessarily having to put themselves on blast. Um, it was a, It's a really interesting way to collect information from your team, um, be able to sort through it, but you're not necessarily taking it as gospel. Um, so we kind of did a little bit of a spin on that and created this anonymous question form. And over the last... I would say maybe like four months or so, especially during the summer, we've seen quite a bit of movement in the way that the industry is going in regards to certain industries. So particularly in online business and just having there be such a saturated market with people a little bit less likely to spend money on high ticket services. So we've gotten a few things that have come up over the weeks and over the months where we've laid people off or condensed a team or strategically created a position to hire for to replace a couple of other positions within their team based on the business strategy. So this question just feels really timely, um, especially coming into the holidays. There are only a few different types of businesses that really go hard um, during the holidays, like e-commerce and product-based businesses and things like that. But many of us, especially consultants and service 
service-based businesses, a lot of our clients are looking to start in January. And so I think there's a little bit of a downturn. And so the question that we received was advice on how to plan for the worst with sales and how to approach this with team members. So I think this is just so relatable because in every business, you know, the, the ebb and flow of success of sales of money is something that we have to deal with, especially if you are a CEO or an entrepreneur that is that sees those numbers and takes accountability for them. Um, if you happen to be one of our listeners that works in HR or, you know, is kind of at the sea level of things, this is also something that we have to deal with because we're often given the task of solving these problems through reduction in force. So what that means is that there is going to be a little bit of a different approach depending on where you're coming from. So I'm going to focus on the small teams, uh, whether they're remote, in-person, agency models, things like that, that are adapting to the current needs of the business. And I want to just start by saying that this mindset is not something that I don't, I'm not a coach and I'm not going to pretend to be, but I am all of these things. I'm a COO of a business that has a busy season and a slow season every single year. And I am also a CEO and a founder of a company that has ebbs and flows in sales. And I lay up at night and I think about these things just the same way that you might be thinking of them if you're listening to this episode. And I would just notice that over the years, just the same way that in the last 11 years working in my corporate job, the roller coaster of the emotions and the worry that comes along with it does get easier over time as you learn what your patterns are and what behaviors um, change and what or what behaviors change results and what you need to do better. And it's all just like a big learning curve. And over the years, you've been able to kind of build up a bit of a callus when it comes to those ebbs and flows. And I would say that in entrepreneurship, it's a much more difficult callus to build. But each year I am building it, you know, every time there's a dip or and the, the funny thing about HR is it's very dependent on the type of promotion and networking and marketing that we're doing. So big ups to the marketing pros out there for keeping businesses consistent over time. Um, but I would say that there isn't really a lot of seasonality in this job where there is in my other job. So just considering that building up that callus is going to look different for everyone. But the main thing is that you're not alone in that roller coaster of sales. And there's always things that you can do to go out and to get clients without necessarily compromising the way that you serve them. If your industry is changing, then from a strategic perspective, it might be a good idea to zoom out and talk to somebody that isn't necessarily, maybe a peer that isn't in your business or that isn't in your industry and brainstorm creative ways to do outreach and sales and, you know, kind of generating sales for the long run. But the reality of the situation is that it's really easy to get caught in kind of the riptide of what these feelings could be like, is this the end? Is this all? Am, am I going out of business? Can I even handle this anymore? Is it even worth it? You know, those things. And we've seen, you know, friends and close friends even decide to move in a different direction of their business. And I'm not coming from this in a way to gaslight the person that asked this question. I'm here to validate it because we've all felt these feelings and I'm not saying just mindset your way out of it, but I just want to know that or I want you to know that you're seen and you're heard when you're talking about this. I mean, this is one of those things that people aren't just talking about on Instagram all the time. And that's where we mostly consume our content, which is curated and put into a place where 
it would actually not benefit the legitimacy of your business and your marketing through Instagram, a marketing channel to talk about these struggles. So, I mean, the first thing I do is get off of there, you know, start looking at other stuff like get onto book talk or, um, you know, different things that have nothing to do with business when it comes to consuming social media. Um, I know that, you know, it's pot and kettle because it's really difficult for me to do that too. But I think it's time when you start to feel these feelings to look at what is going to inspire you and get you out of that kind of spiral thoughts. Um, Because the reality is, and I truly believe this, is that if you're committed to making your business work in the way that you've set it up, and it's something that you truly want after the self-reflection, and it probably is if you are thinking about this topic and wondering what to do and just even referring in the way that the question was phrased, needing to plan for the worst, you know, that means that you think it's the worst that your business would have to change. So if that is an accepted belief, then then your business is going to work. You know, you are going to find a way to make it work. And it's less about the binary and it's more about what you're doing in the meantime to get yourself in the best possible position to turn things around and to just get through this down dip in the roller coaster. And when it comes to team, it's really important to tune into that self-worth and self-acceptance and self-awareness about your fears when it comes to leading your team. And that's one of the hardest parts about becoming a leader is that in business, these things are, when we're talking about doing the work on yourself and becoming a good manager and becoming a good leader, it's about being able to step into that role where you're able to manage yourself and your emotions and also to find the strength to find that inspiration, that community, and that that care for yourself and your business to really tap in to the feelings that are making you think this is the worst case scenario. I can't let this happen. So I know that's a little bit like woo-woo or something, um, which you're probably not used to hearing from me, but I would say that it's really important to spend some time reflecting on that because if you're feeling like super discouraged about sales and you're feeling like you're in a bad place with how you feel about your business and you're feeling like, what's the point of this? Why is this even worth it? You know, stuff like that. Then, and that's not something that you want to change and you're just kind of ready to throw in the towel, then this podcast is not for you. So if that's the case, then you may handle the situation a little bit differently than I'm going to advise moving forward when it comes to how to approach this with team members. So just remember that at the end of the day, your people are an investment in your business. The way that you've set it up and the way that caused you to hire them was an investment in the type of business that you were creating when you made those decisions. So if they aren't contributing to that ROI, then it's not just a smart decision business-wise to let them go, but it's a smart personal decision for you to level with them and help them understand the direction that the business is moving and how they aren't going to be playing a part in that anymore because you are not doing them any favors by kind of holding on to them in this career path that isn't going to cultivate into anything. So yes, those are really tough decisions to make, but I think the first one is to decide what direction you want to move in. If you're like, hell no, like this business is what I want to do. I want to continue to build my team. I love leading them. I love being a manager. I love the idea of the unlimited scalability. I love the idea of being creative, being my own boss. You know, I want to get to the goals that I set for my business in the first place. Then keep listening because that's what we're going to talk about. 
So there's a couple of different, as with HR, I I kind of structured this episode to be about the two things that HR speaks to. One is your culture and the actual people element of things. And two is the legal compliance. So we're going to dive into the culture because I think that that's really what this question was leaning towards. And I'm going to be really blunt in saying that you can't it can be really hard to understand how to make these decisions if your team members, you don't know how they're going to react or what type of work they're going to put in or how it's going to affect other people on your team if you were to give them all the information. Now, you're standing on shaky ground at this point in your mind, so you're not sure where the team is going to be in a few months or in a few years or whatever the case may be. So once you lean into, in my mind and in my plans, I know that this is a roller coaster and I want to keep this going and it's going to turn around, then the that's where you want to come from with your team when you're preserving your culture. And I think it's okay to be transparent that like we need sales, let's get this done. Um, it's also even okay to lean on them and say like, so what ideas do you guys have in order to get some inquiries and some feet in the door and, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, It's also important to talk to anybody that you deal with financially. And it's also important to cut costs if you can. Um, I think that it's a really smart idea to cut any external costs or systems or, you know, anything like that that might feel extra. Coaches, mentors, anything. I'm not that coaches and mentors are extra, but, you know, like the people that are actually working on a service in your business, the people that aren't Um, giving, you know, like don't cut your lawyer, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. But like make sure that you or your HR, especially in this case. But I would say, you know, there's there's probably a few things that you can cut. And don't think about it as a forever thing. Just remember that everything's temporary. And it's okay for you to tell your team like, hey, we're, you know, cutting costs and, you know, setting a new budget and reframing with the budget that we have in mind. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think that at the end of the day, you don't want to be like, I have two more payrolls until I can't pay you anymore or four more payrolls until I can't pay you anymore. And actually just back up a little bit and think, okay, we're having a downtime in sales. Like, let's all approach this from a way to attack it. Now, if you're talking like you have one more month of somebody left without or one more payroll before you run out of money, then those are decisions that you have to make. But they don't actually have to do with the team at the end of the day. They have to do with what your goals are. So if your team members are integral to the processes in the company moving forward, then you and you know that you want to keep your company going, then it would be a huge mistake to risk losing them. Um, but if they, if you're finding that they're not a good investment for the business or the way that the business is going, then it's a good idea to approach it in a way that they become part of the cost that needs to be cut. And those conversations will, will address on the legal compliance side of it. Um, so with that said, the culture of the company to rally behind you and to help to put things into perspective and to get sales moving It's not your responsibility to explain to your team members like, hey, because we're having a slow problem in sales, like your job's a little bit on shaky ground, like you should make sure that you're networking and setting yourself up for success. It's not your job to do that. Um, It is your job to make sure that they're maintaining focus and you're getting what you're paying for when it comes to your team, especially during a time of, of low cash flow. So that means that if you have to let them know, like I wanna change your responsibilities a little bit, um, for the time being, I'd like for you to be sending out cold emails or doing outreach or digging into our previous clients and seeing if we can get them in for smaller services or create a system in which we can collect, have some cash flow come in or 
you know, little things like that, that you can redirect their roles. Sorry, my dog is barking because he's a jerk. Um, But if you're able to create a system where your team can rally behind you, then that's really all the information that you have to provide when it comes to transparency, unless you're talking like they're getting going to be laid off within like the next two weeks. If that's the case, then I would be a little bit more blunt. Um, But if you're talking like you have at least a month of payroll, when was the last time that your business went a month when you were focused completely on sales? without making a sale. So I think that that's the mindset to consider is like, okay, well, everything else has to kind of go by the wayside right now. The team is in place. I'm paying them. They need to deliver on all of these things that I might be doing. And I need to stay completely focused on business development and sales. And that means quick reaction to sales. So we're talking affiliate marketing, referral marketing, reaching out to your community, reaching out to your friends, reaching out to people in business that you know that they probably have a you know, a referral or two that they could send your way and set yourself a metric and a goal and an objective to get on 10 sales calls this month, something that you can focus on every day, day in and day out, that's going to move the needle in a short term for your business. What tends to happen when we focus on short term sales, and this is where I go into like my sales mentality because I started out in sales, um, is that even if you're focusing on short term, you know, conversions when it comes to sales and selling products or services, then you'll start to see that sometimes those short term things don't come Come into play, but you'll start to see long-term um, sales strategies come into play. So an example of this is reaching out to your community and um, reaching out to your, if you don't have an affiliate program, this is a great time to set up one that is like the, you know, quickest viable solution um, to turn your community, to turn your friends, to turn your business partners into your street team and to have them shouting your name from the rooftops, asking them to save your, you know, share your posts, ask them to share your successes, commenting on your on your posts a little bit more than normal. Like all of that exposure is going to lead to things. Hopefully there will be some short term conversions, but realistically, those are also going to be long term benefits. You might, you know, reach out to someone and say, hey, I have a bunch of Um, availability. I'm doing some quick turnaround marketing strategy for this coming year and consulting one-on-one. So not with my team, but with me. Um, If you have anyone that might be interested in something like that, like please send them my way and I'll make sure and and send you a cut or send you a benefit or a gift or something like that. Most people are going to show up for you just because they want you to be successful. Um, But what might come from it is they may not have anyone they can refer you to right now, but they might be like, hey, like, why don't we do a a guest blog, which we know is a long term investment in the success of the company. Why don't we do a podcast and collaborate on a podcast swap or why don't we you know, how else can we lend support to your success. And it may not be a quick result, so you're not going to prioritize those things above everything else, but those secondary things are going to come up as a result of your driving your attention in that direction. So that's just my little like side tangent, but I think that getting your team to rally behind you when it comes to low sales doesn't necessarily mean that you have to tell them we've got only a couple months left of cash flow. The reality is most small businesses only have a couple of months of cash flow. So realizing and understanding that is totally fine. Um, The other thing, too, to think about is that small business loans are a thing. You may not want to take one out, but most businesses start out with a whole bunch of capital. And that capital usually isn't for women, unfortunately. But seeking out investors and things like that is probably not going to be something that you're going to be able to do or turn around really quickly. But there are small business loans that are there to make sure that your business can succeed. And 
I think it's really problematic when you hear people that are not collecting debt um, that, you know, they're collecting debt or buying cars for their business and stuff like that or when uh, and like just kind of like not really in the interest of the investment and the wealth being of the financial situation of the business moving forward, which whatever, buy a car if you can, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, those are not things that you are going to be looking for now. Like if you're reaching out and trying to apply for small business loans, getting grants, you know, particularly loans, things that can turn around really quickly, there's a reason that those are available for you. And it is a good use of money to invest in your business's success because you're building an asset. You're not just, you know, going month by month. So getting, I think having that mentality of like, I have the information I need should I need to get a loan to keep things going, even if I am running the leanest possible team, um, but not turning it all over, firing everybody, letting everybody go with no strategy behind it. Um, That's not going to set up your business to succeed in the long run. If you're thinking, I got to shut it down and rebuild it back up, um, it's actually going to be a lot smarter move to reduce costs as much as possible, get your team behind you and start doing, you know, basically investing your time into sales driven activities. So the culture can actually be really enriching during these times. It doesn't have to be one of fear or scarcity, um, but more so just like, hey, everyone, like we have been a little slow on sales. Like, let's talk about how we can all work together to utilize the time that we may not be creating for our business or creating for our clients or, you know, fulfilling on these projects, especially if you have salaried people, you've got time to fill Um, and actually focusing on kind of enriching that culture. You don't again, you don't have to say we're having really low sales. Watch out for your job. Like I would not say that that's a good idea. You have adults on your team. They can read between the lines. They can understand. But I think that having those conversations, if they come to you and ask, this is the other thing I wanted to address when it comes to culture. Hey, do you think my job is safe for the next six months? Um, We've actually had some exit interviews, multiple actually, from clients that believe in full transparency and have put their team in a position to carry the weight of the business's productivity and they've decided to go and find something else that's more quote unquote secure. So just keep in mind that most small businesses can't promise what's going to happen in two, three, four, five or six months, but that's not your job to decide what's best for your team. So if they come and ask you about it and you say, yeah, sales have been really slow, like we got to really turn it around in order for me to feel more secure, um, then you can be really honest. I wouldn't suggest saying, Something along the lines of I have, you know, two payrolls left and then you're fired. But I would say something along the lines of, well, if we can't turn this around within the next 21 days, then we'll have to have a discussion about how we're going to work moving forward, whether that be switching you to part time, going to hourly, um, giving you the option to do these things. What you want to avoid is having that time period be too long. So you don't want a discussion of next moves or cutting hours or whatever to go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. You want it to be like, okay, this starts Monday, whatever we decided to do. And I think that it's okay for you to hold back some of that, some of that information because the reality is you don't have a magic eight ball. You don't have a crystal ball. You could have the biggest client you've ever had fall out of the sky tomorrow. And we've all had those days where we're like, wow, this is amazing. All this stuff is coming my way, you know, and that could happen within a day. So I think that that will put undue stress on your employees who don't understand the roller coaster of what we go through as CEOs. So just keeping in mind that if they do come to you, you never want to lie. But I wouldn't and I would try to rally around a culture of sales 
but I definitely wouldn't try to create a situation where you're being untruthful with them. Um, but remember that it's your job to shoulder the burden of the future of the business. So if you can keep as much burden on you as possible and be honest and transparent as possible, it's actually a little bit irresponsible for you to say, in three weeks, we're going to be having this discussion. Like you could procure a loan. You could get an investor. You could get a big client. Like you don't know what's going to happen in three weeks. And keeping your team focused on the big picture during this time is going to be really important, not only for your mindset, but for theirs. If you're finding that you can't shoulder that burden, you don't have the mindset to do it, you don't have the mental strength to do it, you don't have the capacity to do it, then go back to the beginning of the episode and think about, you know, what it is that you really want for your business. Um, Finally, on the legal compliance side of things. So yes, of course, letting people go has legal and ethical issues. So as long as you're kind of following this mechanism of being truthful but not totally transparent and allowing things to be focused on the positive and moving forward, if this is something that you want for your business, then you probably are not going to have to deal with the legal compliance stuff until it's time to deal with the legal and compliance stuff. So In the consideration that you have listened to this episode from a perspective of all I want is my business to work and I want to know how to approach things with my team to make sure that we can continue to move forward, just know that A, you're not going to be in a situation where you're lying to them. You don't have to worry about being dishonest with them. It's actually your job to shoulder the burden of this. Um, B, it's really a great move to get everyone to rally behind you, but be very aware of what happens when it's time for legal compliance to come into play when it comes to dealing with team members that you need to let go. So there are a couple of options. Sometimes people in this position will lay people off because they don't have enough work, or if you offer to change their job position to be part-time or hourly or something like that, um, that's definitely something that you're able to do. So unless you have a contract with an employee, which you shouldn't, if you have HR, then you shouldn't have employment contracts. Um, So if you do and you're listening to this, then you need to contact us because we need to sort your HR out But (laughs) before you make any moves. Um, But realistically, on 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 that side of things, most states are at will employers and almost all of them. And so double checking with HR compliance to make sure that you're doing what you need to do in order to separate fairly and effectively is also going to be a little bit, and legally, is going to be a little bit different conversation than maintaining that culture. So just keep in mind those are two separate things. So if you're coming down to the wire, you maybe have one payroll left before you're not able to provide for them. There's no leads in the pipeline. You're not feeling positive. You're feeling beat up. Your team doesn't have anything to do. You're paying for them to sit around and do nothing. Um, Then it's time to let people go and condense the team. So the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you create a plan that is going to allow you to strategically decide who you're keeping on your team and what they're going to be doing to ensure that that's still an investment, especially because if you've gotten this far, then that means that you do want to keep your team going, but you have to make changes in them. So now people will talk about like severance and stuff like that. You're not going to pay a severance for your employees at this point. There isn't any situation in which a struggling financial, 
a financially struggling small business would pay a severance for people to not work for them anymore. Um, One of the benefits of giving a severance package, if a company can afford it, is to reduce the liabilities when it comes to legal issues. So basically, you know, maybe or reputational issues. So like if somebody is like, you can't talk about your experience at this company, here's a severance to secure it. But it's not really a good move, truthfully. Um, There's a lot of laws and there's a lot of stipulations out there for severances now, especially when it comes to non-competes and um, NDAs and stuff like that. They probably aren't going to do you that much good um, when it comes to the separation between you and your team for you to get a severance and have them sign an NDA or something like it probably won't be held up in court. What would be better for you to do is to just be as kind, compassionate and open with them as possible and not worry about, you know, them going out into the community and talking about your company like we would hope that they wouldn't. But dealing with the situation from a culturally truthful and clear perspective is going to be much better for your reputation and for any potential lawsuits you might have. Second is I don't want you to stress out about this. Because frankly, at the end of the day, if a company isn't making sales, then most likely you're not going to end up in a situation if you lay someone off because you can't pay them or because they're not, you know, going to be able to do the job that you need them to do if you've changed the structure of their position. Um, that's not going to be something that people are going to be able to really sue you for. They could, there could be nuisance lawsuits and things like that. Again, big red flag, big disclaimer. This is just like kind of giving you an overview. I'm not giving you legal advice. Um, but the likelihood of something like a layoff causing wrongful termination suit or something like that is really low because if you're laying someone off by nature, that means that the business can't support them anymore. And while you do have responsibilities to be able to say like, hey, this is the real reason I'm laying you off, uh, you just want to make sure that that line isn't crossed uh, between somebody getting fired, somebody quitting, or if you're really laying, laying them off because of lack of funds, because that will allow them to still be able to go out and get unemployment. And that's a great thing. You know, making sure that they understand what their rights are is sometimes part of the compliance strategy based on wherever you have your team member. So it might even be like, for example, in California, if you lay someone off, then you need to provide them information on how to collect unemployment. And that's something that you need to consider from the compliance perspective um, is making sure that you're covering your butt when it comes to HR. Um, However, if you are like, you know, just restructuring your team and it has nothing to do with have planning the worst for sales, this advice doesn't matter. Like this doesn't matter at all. Like you need to make sure that you're doing your documentation and you're you're not just like, I really can't afford to have this person on my team anymore. It was a luxury. You can always lay them off, but you do want to make sure that there's documentation behind it versus something like this where you're in a dire situation and you're not going to have the money to pay for them. I would much rather have you in a situation where you're letting somebody go so that they get their final full paycheck versus I can't afford to give you your final full paycheck. So um, now you're probably going to sue me for lost wages. So just kind of making sure that you have that in mind. Um, I also just wanted to end this on, you know, when it comes to perspective, I think that one thing that we forget when we bring people on our team that we really care about and that we really respect and we really have a lot of, I don't know, responsibility for, you know, I know we all lose sleep at night, making sure that we can provide for our teams and things like that. Um, But what's interesting is we talked a little bit in the beginning of the episode about building up that callus. And 
I was thinking recently about this because during certain businesses when there's tons of seasonality, we always hope for the best that we're going to need to retain our full staff going into what we would call an off season. But the reality is we can't always do that. And so it's really a year over year expectation that if you are able to, you know, make sure that you have the work to do, that you're showing your ROI, then we'll keep you on staff into the off season, even if we're going to lose a little bit of money on you. But it's more likely that during, when the off season starts to happen, that our management team sits down and we can lay off up to 25% of the staff. And it doesn't have to be emotional. It doesn't have to be tragic. You know, you can set people up for success in the long run. But what perspective I wanted to bring up is that on one in one of my jobs, this is something that we have to deal with all the time. It's a bummer. You know, we never want to see people left out in the cold or anything, but we're just really open about that communication and what might happen and making sure that they have all the tools they need should we decide to cut their hours or let them go or whatever the case may be. Um, whereas in a lot of the businesses we work with remotely, those employees are making the same amount of money. They're the, the employees that we're talking about as these in-person employees that are in an off-season position. Um, they have the same responsibilities. We care about them just as much, but it feels different when it's our own business. You know, it feels different when it's just a few team members and we have to let go of 25% of our staff or whatever the case may be. And it's only one person. So I just want to show that, you know, you're not we don't get in trouble and our in-person seasonal business when we let people go when there isn't enough customers during the off season we lay them off we do what we have to do we document it correctly we follow all our hr pro protocols and policies and the same thing goes for you know your business that may have fewer people so if you have to do that you're allowed to do that um, the main thing is how and making sure that you have your long-term vision in mind even when it feels like it would just be easier to throw in the towel. So I just wanted to share that perspective and that, you know, this we we talk all the time about how in whatever business you have, you still have to follow HR compliance. So we'll sometimes get I don't know if you'd call it an objection or something, but like we'll reach out for a partnership or something like that. And it's like, oh, we have one employee that I don't think so they don't need HR or whatever. But it's like, well, if you have one employee, you do still have to follow HR compliance, like regardless if you have one employee, five employees, 20 employees, 150 employees, 500 employees, um, the dependency on the compliance you follow is within the state and that you're in, within the state they're in, the federal laws, the, the functionality of their job. There's all those nuances that we are here for. So that's why we can't just give out a checklist, you know, and call it whatever. And it's why this this conversation is more nuanced. Um, but I did want to just say that that perspective is still relevant, even on the back end of things. So if you hire one employee, you do take on the responsibility of that HR compliance. But if you let people go, it's the same thing as a big company letting somebody go. Unemployment is still available for them as long as you're set up correctly, which hopefully you are. If you're listening to this, you're probably our client. So yeah. Um, if, you know, they have the ability to go out and do that. But the other cool thing is that you have a lot of connections and your amazing people could be connected with another job fairly quickly. So when it comes down to that issue, you just remember that the laws are actually in place to protect your business as well and to make sure that your business can keep running even if you do have a downturn in sales. On the flip side, um, I want to just acknowledge that while this may be really hard, it is also a strategic decision and one that should contribute to the long-term goals that you have for your company. Um, and I really don't think that getting 
funding, getting capital is a bad idea in this case at all. Um, just making sure that you are doing your absolute best to set up your company for success in the future is always a really good move. And to learn from this decision and learn from what you decide to do in regards to your team members, I think that if you're having open conversations and you're truthful and they're rallying behind the company, as small teams usually do, that when it comes time to separate or to let them go, you want to just make sure that you're not just like, great, that's over. But instead, you're like, let's do the exit interview. Let's make sure that we're investing in our HR compliance. Let's make sure that we're doing everything we can to set them up for success, whether it be making introductions elsewhere or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, And swallowing your pride and being able to do that is one of the things that I think is the most meaningful for our team members when we have to make those changes. So if you have any other questions or if you want to follow up on this, took me a few days to put this together, but um, please fill out, if you're in Set to Scale, fill out our anonymous question form. Um, please DM me if you're in a moment like this. You know, I think business owners as a whole, we want to rally around each other and support each other in every opportunity we can. Um, and I'm really thankful for the community that we've built along the way. Um, so while I understand that you might not feel comfortable talking to other business owners about this stuff, putting it all out there, that kind of thing. Just know from firsthand experience, this does happen. And it does happen so often that it does turn around. So even, you know, like just making these smart and strategic decisions in order to set your up, set yourself up for success in the long run might be hard, but things always turn around for the businesses that really want to get to their goals and for the ones that really feel like they can throw their full weight behind it and just know that we're here for you to support you in any way we can. So thanks for listening to this pop-up episode and I hope to our Set to Scale member that requested this information, um, that this is really helpful for them. And if you're not in Set to Scale and you're just drawn to this episode, then please join us in there. It's truly such a warm and welcoming community. And um, I think this was just a really good representation of the conversations that happen in our Slack channel every single day. So thanks for listening. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review on the Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On the Up and Up.